0: Well, the PGA Championship might have concluded yesterday morning, New Zealand time, when Brooks Kept gave us a vintage Brooks Kept Sunday performance at Oak Hill, but the the storylines and the entertainment served up were just far too good for us to leave it behind just yet. Just some of the news to follow on from uh, the second major of the year includes our very own Ryan Fox being granted a special temporary membership on the PGA Tour. Thanks to his gutsy 23rd and his finish also in the Masters. And maybe the real star of the show, 46-year-old club pro Michael Block being invited to Colonial Country Club next week for the Charles Schwab Challenge. So it was all about Brooks Kepler in the end, claiming his third uh, third, uh, PGA Championship his fifth major in all, which puts him into a league very few others in the game's history books have achieved. And joining us now out of New York is Jeff Eisenband, and Jeff is a golf broadcaster with the PGA Tour Live and Scratch Networks. Uh, Jeff, uh, good morning to you, New Zealand Time. uh, Afternoon, of course, we're approaching that over there in uh, New York. It was uh, 24 hours ago that uh, Brooks uh, lifted the trophy for the third time. What was your impression of that victory?
1: I mean, a lot, right? I I think you prefaced that there was a lot going on. That was one of the most exciting PGA championships we've had in recent memory uh, I think, you know, validating a lot of Brooks Kepka and his return, his recovery, I think it makes you think about golf as a sport. You know, how many sports are there out there where players can go through the injuries that they go through in golf, go through the time off that Tiger Woods took, the time in between majors that Phil Mickelson had? And in an even smaller sense, Brooks Kepka, you know, basically, with the exception of I guess you could say one major, the 2021 PGA Championship. He was right there with Phil Mickelson in the last group. Really not a part of the conversation the last three years and then has catapulted himself back into it and backed up that second place at the Masters with another win here. And now the conversation just turns from will Brooks Kepka be relevant at these big championships again to how many can he win? What is his place in history going to be? And he's only 33 years old.
0: Jeff, the other thing, of course, is he's the first uh, live golfer uh, to come back and uh, to win a major as such. Uh, Has there been much made of that fact?
1: I think people have tried to make a lot of it. I think Brooks himself, you know, kind of played it down. He he continuously reiterated this is an individual win for him and, and that's how he looks at it. And I think, you know, there have been, how many think pieces have there been about Brooks, right, in the last 24 hours? I think there are still so many parallels to when he was a full-time pga tour player he won a couple times in the pga tour a few times but he wasn't as dominant as he was in majors this is a guy who peaks for majors who's continuing to find a way to peak for majors and that continues to be the storyline that he wants to tell and i think that's what continues to be his storyline
0: does that make him popular uh, amongst american sports fans
1: I think Americans, and again, I'll I'll speak from a New York perspective, right? We have big teams here, the Yankees, the the Knicks, the Giants, the Rangers. And, you know, it's always about winning cures everything, right? And I think that uh, there's been some valid criticism that Brooks has had of of himself and valid criticism of the way he's handled himself, you know, going back to the U.S. Open last year when he was very cryptic about things when it came to the Live PGA Tour debate. But I think winning, just especially in this country – cures everything and kind of, you know, sets aside a lot of the personal conversations about Brooks Kepkin. I think, you know, you, you have to give him a little credit and he's given himself credit for the fact that he was open on the Netflix Full Swing series last year. And that, you know, he talked mm-hmm. about himself as open as possible, I think, for, uh, for fans around the world to get inside this guy's life that he's more than just... Uh, a broey golfer who just wants to go beat, you know, beat everyone on the golf course and just wants to win and not talk about anything. He's got an emotional side to him. He's got a he had a side that was dealing with so many issues in the last year, and I think that a lot of those things have perhaps overcome, uh, compensated is probably the right word, uh, some of the off the court off the course issues with Brooks.
0: Jeff, did you see nine under being a winning a winning mark? I mean, with the way Oak was set up, with the punishing rough, etc., uh, almost U.S. Open like. Did you did you see a nine under winning total?
1: I didn't. I didn't. Um, I especially early Saturday morning. Uh, I know. I think um, the lead was five under at the start of the day. I believe there were three at five under at the start of. Saturday and I was watching with my younger brother and I, I said to him who's a pro and I said to him I said there's I, I think this is going to drop to three under the lead and he didn't believe me and he was right um, I think that the leaders did luck out that the Saturday afternoon weather was much more lenient for them than the Saturday morning weather and I think that kind of stopped any any player from the back making a big run on Saturday and that's what allowed those players who already already had low scores uh, through Friday, were able to separate themselves a little on Saturday. And when we woke up Sunday morning, it was definitely a much smaller contingent trying to win. Um, And then just Sunday, you know, perfect conditions. The rain, because the rain had softened the course, it just let these guys start flying at pins. And that's why you saw a much lower Hmm. scoring average on Sunday. I think if you take away... If you push that rain back to Monday instead of Saturday, I think then we're looking at a six or seven underscore winning.
0: Absolutely. And uh, a whole raft of 65s, which uh, you would not have imagined uh, on the first two or three uh, rounds of the tournament. Uh, Terrific performance uh, by Hovland. Uh, Made a mess of the 16th when he got a ball embedded out of the the bunker and had troubles there. Uh, Aside from that, though, it must be close for Victor, you think?
1: Oh, yes. I mean, you look at the last two majors, right? The Open Championship two majors ago, uh, him and Rory McIlroy were in the final group, four shots ahead, and he really didn't show up on that final day. And then you look at the Masters, he was right in it going into the weekend, didn't show up on the weekend. So that was becoming not just the story in majors, but it's been the story in a lot of PGA Tour events with Victor Hovland, And that was a statement day that he had for 15 holes, for 15 and a half holes. He was step by step with Brooks Kepka, who was playing an outstanding round of golf. So I think Victor Hovland stood up to the moment. I think, you know, unfortunately that's golf, right? One shot out of position and all of a sudden that was it for him. Uh, but I think that you can't walk away from this and not think Victor Hovland has the game, especially uh, to some of these U.S. Open and PGA Championship style courses. He has the game to win at least one, if not more it, coming up. And he's still so young.
0: One of the most enjoyable things for me, and it was obviously for the, the crowd live on course, was uh, the Michael Block story. But one of the things I really liked uh, yesterday was the rapport he had with Rory McElroy. And it was almost like Rory was what, uh, who's so op- uh, obviously always in the focal point of a tournament himself. Here he was like and just enjoying being a spectator for the Michael Block party. This was amazing scenes.
1: It was amazing. And I was thinking about Rory. I was thinking about uh, 2018 when Tiger Woods won the tour championship on the PGA tour in the U S Rory was in the final group. There's the iconic scene. It was Tiger's first win in five years. And there's the iconic scene of all of the fans in that final group, walking up behind Tiger and Rory as they came up to the green at Eastlake. And I was thinking, you know, how dramatically different he's having another incredible final round experience with this guy who was charging 150 US dollars for lessons last week. I mean it's just an incredible story. Now he's going to get a couple more sponsors exemptions. He's going to play in the Charles Schwab Challenge at Colonial next week. He's going to play in the RBC Canadian Open in a few weeks. He had already played actually in two PGA Tour events earlier this year and he'd played in multiple PGA championships before, but it's just a, it's an incredible story it, that you get sometimes in golf. You know, we had at the Masters Sam Bennett, who had won the U.S. Amateur, playing in the final group on Saturday. A guy who you know ha- had such limited experience in professional events. Uh, I think just you know, you, you look at the guys he beat—the John roms the Jordan speeds of the world. It's it's hard to fathom. It felt like a dream the entire time, and then he made the hole in one, and you just couldn't believe. Mm that all of this had come together in the moment, but I think it it deserves all of the recognition and all the publicity that it's getting.
0: Right, of interest to us, of course, was the performance of uh, Ryan Fox in particular, not to be for Stephen Elker. I think he found it a bit tough, particularly in round one, but we had two horses in the race, and uh, Ryan Fox, uh, another creditable performance uh, on the back of uh, a good showing in the Masters as well, which gives him uh, a nice little uh, opening on the PGA Tour, Jeff.
1: Yeah, I think it's all. I think it's awesome. I think, you know, him and Min Woo Lee are about to get special temporary status and they've been playing in a handful of events uh, based on their world ranking. And I think it's all deserved. I was at last year. I went to the uh, DP World Tour Championship in Dubai and was standing there on the first tee. On Thursday, when him and Roy McElroy were the last two players to tee off, you know, that's what they were at in the DP World Tour standings. I think it's just a long time coming for Ryan, right? I mean, he's had the game, he's worked his way up. I'm excited to see. I think him and Min Woo Lee are going to go right on to the PGA Tour. And I think that they're going to, you know, st- uh, look at this in two ways. One, they're going to start competing for PGA Tour titles right away. Um, Lucas Herbert obviously an Australian is another name that comes to mind of a guy who had won on the DP World Tour last year first year on the PGA Tour wins almost right away I think they've got the game and then I do think you know it'll be exciting to see them play more consistently on some of the North American based courses get acclimated with a lot of the terrain and a lot of the you know the game more so and then maybe even push this even more in majors Ryan Fox tied for 23rd, Min Woo Lee tied for 18th. They're already right there, but I'm excited to see them play even more.
0: Uh, the other thing uh, coming out, of course, you've got uh, two more majors to come with uh, the, the open championship. And then of course the U S open as well um, as, but the Ryder cup stands out too, as something uh, on the golf calendar, everywhere around the world, people are interested, but of course it's in America, uh, special interest there. How do you see the U S team, um, how do you see it panning out in terms of uh, what Zach Johnson's going to come up with?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think obviously there's going to be a lot made in terms of um, you know there's a whole debate in terms of whether Brooks should be on the team or not. Uh, he might make he's probably going to make it on merit alone based on his performance. In the playoffs, but I think, excuse me, in the majors, but I think that, you know, the U.S. team has a great core that you look at the 12 players that were on the President's Cup team last year. And I think that you've really got 10 there that I think are core players. I'm taking Kevin Kisner and Billy Horschel off that list. Will Zalatoris is injured again. I think you've probably got 10 guys returning, which opens up two spots. Sahith DiGala continues to be a guy that a lot of people talk about is working his way into more consistent play and maybe claiming one of those two open spots ricky fowler's playing great golf once again um and then brooks kepka i think is is right there uh but i still think there's that 10 core that 10-man core which not to bore you but real quick is scotty scheffler max homa xander Shoffley, cameron young jordan spieth patrick cantlay sam burns justin thomas colin Morikawa, and tony finau I, I think that's where you start and then you work from there
0: Brilliant! Absolutely fantastic, uh, Jeff. It's been uh, just incidentally, uh, Jay Monahan, Greg Norman. The relationship does a win like this for Liv bring it closer together. That relationship, in your view, or does it stretch it further?
1: I would say I'll I'll take the the third route, which is I don't think it does much of a difference. Um, you know, I think that these major events are kind of standing on their own right now, and they're. There, if anything obviously they're they're getting more scrutiny because everyone is coming together at these events um, but i don't think that it changes i think now we go between majors we go into the same old conversations you know there's going to be different events going on over the next few weeks then everyone will come together at the u.s open then different events and it's going to continue to be a, a little bit of this cycle um that you know i i don't think this Ultimately, you know, if it was someone other than Brooks, there's a different conversation to be had, but I don't think Brooks is going to go out there rah-rah and change a lot of what's going on.
0: Jeff Eisenbahn, absolute pleasure catching up with you. Um, Enjoy your work with the PGA Tour Live and, of course, the Scratch Networks as well. Thanks for your summation of uh, what you've been seeing over the last four or five days and uh, looking forward, Jeff, and really enjoyed talking to you. Thank you.
1: Thanks, and I just hope that I made Craig Perks proud. That's who I'm going to talk to right after this.
0: Wow, well, Craig Perks, absolutely you would have made him proud. Uh, he went to school, Palmerston North Boys High, which is about uh, where I went to school, actually, about uh, two and a half hour, uh, hours down the road from where I currently live now. And the Players' Championship, who will ever forget that uh, three or four-hole stretch at the Players' Championship with, uh, with Craig Perks?
1: That's right. We could do a whole other segment just on Craig Perk's history if you guys want down the road.
0: We will, down the road. In fact, we, we will. We look forward to it. You've got an engagement. You've got a, an appointment with us, Jeff, anytime. <laughs> thank you so much. For, thank you for your time. We really appreciated it. Thank you. Thank you very much.